Hey, do you need a UK representative, a Swiss representative, or a European authorized representative for your medical device industry? Okay, so you can contact now Easy Medical Device at info at easymedicaldevice.com. Info, I-N-F-O at easymedicaldevice.com. And we'll help you for that. So talk to you soon. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy Podcast. I am Munir Alazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I share with you my experience and the one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standards today? Okay, so let the show begin. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Here is Munir Alazuzi from easymedicaldevice.com. And today, we'll help you understand something that is called SOTA, so S-O-T-A, but it's also called state of the art. So we talk a lot about that during uh, within the MDR, but we'll also talk about that for IVDR. And uh, I have with me, so Hakan Inan, so managing director at Uquality, uh, who, is, who will help us to understand how to build your SOTA or your state of the art. Uh, so Hakan Inan was, help, was talking to us last, time about performance evaluation on the podcast and now he's coming back to help us on the SOTA. So Hakan, welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Hi, thank you, Miller. Thanks for having me. Glad to be back. Great. So yeah, after last episode on IVDR for performance evaluation, I think uh, we needed uh, still some, some more information about uh, IVDR. But the topic of today, as we discussed, is not specifically IVDR, but uh, we can maybe uh, place some IVDR, uh, uh, IVDR examples on it. And so it will be mainly about state of the art. But um, as last time, so um, can you make a small introduction of yourself so that people that don't know you maybe will have a better understanding of who you are? Sure, Mina. Uh, as you said, I am Hakan Inan. I am the founder and managing director of Requality GmbH. It's a regulatory and quality um, company located at Munich, Germany. We mainly provide uh, medical device companies and in vitro diagnostic companies uh, support in their performance and clinical evaluation reporting uh, in compliance with uh, MDR and IVDR. Good. So, um, as, as, as we said, so mainly you are helping so other companies are, as a consultant. So, um, so the topic of today uh, will be state of the art. And as we said, it's not specifically MDR, it's also IVDR. So um, if you had to explain that to somebody that is coming to a state, uh, okay, what is state of the art? What would you say to this person? Yeah, Monir, <laughs> the topic itself is quite complex, actually. Um, there are a couple of aspects uh, uh, related to state of the art as a, as a, as a term. Uh, when you look at the regulation, actually, um, uh, I was just going through the MDR and IVDR regulation. I just wanted to see how many times this term was used. Okay. And so in MDR, so state of the art as a term was used 12 times. 12 and times? In, 12 times, exactly. Okay. And in IVDR, in in vitro diagnostic regulation, it was used 20 times. Okay, wow. <laughs> yeah. But here is the point, Munir. Although it has been mentioned quite some times in both regulations, and there is no official definition for state of the art. Okay. So this is the strange part. <laughs> so and as you know, uh, article number two in MDR and, and IVDR uh, uh, lists the 
terms and def- uh, definitions of these terms. Yeah. But in in uh, none of them uh, you will find a state of the art definition. So, so I, su- I, I suppose I suppose there will be then as usual a lot of interpretation from anybody about what is state of the art. <laughs> exactly. So and um, this is this is the main issue with the state of the art as a term. But we do have guidelines documents. I mean, yeah. uh, luckily, uh, we do have guidelines documents. State of the art is, that, is not a new term, actually. Okay. The term, the term was already there. It was already used in directives, under directives. And particularly for clinical evaluation reporting, state of the art was always used and utilized. And when you look at the MedDev 2.71 revision 4, state yeah. of the art has already been uh, uh, given there. And normally, let's... Let's do one thing. I mean, when you say state of the art to a lay person, uh, I mean, generally state of the art, actually, I just uh, check the uh, the dictionary definition, the Collins Dictionary and uh, Oxford's and other dictionaries define state of the art. Now, if you, defi- if you use state of the art as, um, um, as an adjective. Okay. So if you say, if you want to say that, What a state-of-the-art building, what a state-of-the-art factory, what a state-of-the-art okay. facility. So which means that the most advanced and, uh, uh, you know, um, most technologically advanced place, okay. when you use it as an adjective. Uh, that's the, that's the uh, common uh, main confusion, actually. But if you want to use state-of-the-art as a technical term, especially in, in context of IVDR and MDR, it is the level of knowledge and development achieved by a technique And within this science and the domain. So it's not uh, necessarily the most advanced technique and technology. So, so f- this is a little bit confusion from yeah, the f- common f- use. For me, it's, uh, for me, when I try to explain that to anybody, it's more like uh, what is existing actually as of today on the market for a certain um, disease or for a certain uh, te- uh, treatment or for a certain diagnosis or whatever. So what are the different techniques? So what are the different technologies that are existing? And then we are making, if I can say, just a review of all what is existing uh, on the market. And then the objective, I suppose, is that After that, you take your technology and you just put a cursor of where is your technology against what is already existing on the market. Yeah, exactly, Miner. So this is, I think this is the philosophy of the uh, uh, regulations. So they want to have a clear picture of what is already present, what is achievable, what is acceptable, and what can be achieved by most majority of the devices that are already in the market. So you need to have, uh, you need to provide a, a clear and complete picture of entire scene. You know, so yeah. I think it's a, it's it's a very good approach that you have said. Just uh, moving into that, before moving into that, I just wanted to mention a few other issues that uh, that is relevant to the the current state of the art term. Now, uh, and as you know, there are also um, translations of our. Uh, regulations yeah and uh, like <laughs> so the state of the art as a term uh now needs to be translated in every different official language when, okay. when you look at the german translation of the ivdr there are certain confusions that you can see that arises from the uh, from the translation actually because now the the german word for that is the stand the technique mm-hmm. which is named as the state of the art but when you go through the um When you go through the 
the translation of the IVDR, especially. So there are multiple places where the German definition is more like uh, the most advanced and the latest medical technology or okay. latest medical knowledge. So when you compare to English version, which is normally just the state of the art. So I think we will, uh, we will have this issue of uh, state of the art and how to define state of the art for coming years for some more time until we get feedback from the uh, notified bodies and, I, and the process. So I, I suppose, for example, as I know that there is a lot of uh, notified bodies that are located in Germany, in uh, Germany if yeah. they go to another country <laughs> and try to understand it from by reading the German part, but not really, not really looking at the English yeah, part, it, they can strong. have some issues, if I can say, just to, I mean, the, the, what, what they will see exactly. is not really what they will expect, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Because when you look at the German translation, it says that the latest medical in, in certain places, not in every places, it says that latest medical knowledge. But when you look at the state of the art as a definition, uh, we know that it's not the it's not only the latest medical knowledge. It's just it can a be things that it, it can be things that hap happened uh, 20 or 30 years ago that were created since the beginning that are exactly. basic now that uh, if I can say are working exactly. well but uh, but not not new things. So it's really uh, an old, exactly. old system. Like like hematology, for instance, some of the hematology stains are are on the market since like 50, 60 years. And the, the state of the art is not changed a lot within this context, you know. But uh, anyway, this is one thing that I, I, I really would like to mention before we move into the, <laughs> in the English part. So uh, now, although the state of the art is not defined within the uh, MDR and IVDR, we now have, as you know, actually just recently MDCG guidelines. Uh, yeah. We have MDCG guidelines on uh, uh, antibody, COVID antibody test, for instance, that specifically details about the state of the art in the antibody, COVID antibody tests. So the state of the art is in the name of the, uh, the, the report. Yeah. Um, uh, we also have um, a recent guideline, actually, when you look at this uh, MDCG uh, 2021-5, which It, it just came out in, in April uh, yeah. that's related to the guidance on the standardization. And even in that document, uh, there is a specific section, section 3.5. It says that the concept of state of the heart. So even within that document, actually, it says that um, the, the state of the heart is a difficult concept to explain. And so, it is a very complex, and it, it needs to be uh, it needs to be uh, uh, treated as such. So when you look at it, um, and it says specifically this MDCG 2021-5 specifically says that taking into account does not mean compliance. So okay. we have in many places, like in JSPRS, we say that taking into account the current state of the art, but it's not although. It's, it's a term, it's not a, a requirement for the compliance, but this has to be provided. Okay. So when you look at it, it says that state of the art is not legally defined concept, and it, all, it involves several complex aspects, uh, difficult to be expressed in a single and clear definition. Okay, so, <laughs> so actually, when you look at the when you look at the document MDCG 2021-5, this is what is given. So, so it means that it seems that 
we, we give that we give that to manufacturers and say okay now do whatever you want with that is it correct <laughs> <laughs> so we have luckily we have guidelines actually so the state of the art actually has been defined clearly in IMDRF documents as you okay. know IMDRF formerly known as GHDF yeah Uh, you know, International Medical Device Regulatory Forum. Now, this uh, uh, there is WGN47 document, and within that document, state of art has been described. And this definition actually have been repeated in MedDev document. And now we see that in uh, recent clinical uh, uh, evaluation uh, uh, guidelines document uh, that has been released by MDCG, it's same uh, definition has been taken. So. Yeah. So what I, we can see that this this is the official definition coming from the uh, uh, regulators. So it says that developed staged developed stage of technical capability at a given time, okay. as regards to products, processes, and services based on relevant consolidated findings of science, technology, and experience. And actually. And there is a note there, and this note is follow up in, in IMDRF, in uh, MedDev, in uh, also other documents. It says that the state of the art embodies what is currently and generally accepted as a good practice, as you okay. mentioned, in technology and in medicine. So it has two aspects here. So it, it is relevant to the technology, but it's also relevant to the medicine. And the state of the art does not necessarily imply the most technologically advanced solution. Okay, so, so the state of the art, yeah. exactly, is state of the art is also generally uh, mentioned in many places as generally accepted, generally acknowledged state of the art. So when you look at the definition, definition de de clearly says that we are not looking at the most advanced, most used uh, technology. We are uh, rather than we are looking at a, stat, a status of the entire uh, uh, um, field where, exactly. we are, uh, where we are developing our, our medical device. And uh, I suppose that we are, uh, should we take into consideration only medical devices or should we also take into consideration other forms of treatments like drugs or like uh, other, uh, other elements that can maybe exist like uh, uh, ATMP or, or whatever? So are we focused on medical devices or can we go outside of this scope? Yeah, I think this is important, uh, Miner, that what you're bringing up. So uh, it's not very clear, but what I would suggest, so I mean, what describes the, uh, uh, the field is our intended purpose. If our intended purpose is relevant to medical device and a disease and a condition, so I would suggest that we stick with that. Okay. Because, for instance, if you discuss about like a, a, a COVID test, and it's you want to discuss about only a medical device, but we also know that there are lots of treatment options such as the new drugs. Yeah. But definitely, this is not in the scope of our uh, state of the art. I mean, you cannot you compare. Know? You cannot compare your device to this specific. Uh, mode of action because it's not the same mode of action. So you cannot just say uh, my device can do this and can do that in comparison to a yeah. drug that can do this, I can do that, which right. is not exactly. the same mode of action. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, what derives the state of the art for us is the intended purpose. 
And what's our intended purpose? Describe the class and everything as you know. And, and uh, so then uh, it's better to stick within the uh, uh, domain of the uh, of the medical device and what we claim. Okay. You know. So and unless if you talk about companion diagnostic, as you know, companion diagnostic always have an element of uh, therapeutics. Yeah. But other than that, I would say we better stick on the uh, on the field, and because now for, as you know, there is a medical device aspect, there is uh, an in vitro diagnostic aspect, but there is also drug and therapeutics uh, aspect. So yeah, I think it will be so much to cover, and we will lose the scope. Yeah. So um, if we now, uh, now that we have, if I can say a better understanding of the definition, what it is and what is inside, uh, what we should have in scope. So um, do you have a specific methodology to, uh, to start your creation of the, your state of the art for your product or your device? So is there a specific steps to follow here? Yeah, I mean, like, of course, um, these are not defined in anywhere. Yeah. But in, uh, so when you look at the, I mean, where this state of the art should be given? Now, this is the first question I think yeah. we have to ask. If we are if we are manufacturer and we want to provide technical file, and where where are we gonna discuss about state of the art? You know, in which document, in which section? So when you look at the uh, IVDR and MDR, generally state of the art is mentioned within the in IVDR within the performance evaluation planning. Okay. And uh, and then performance evaluation report and clinical performance study plan in IVDR. It's been specifically mentioned that you need to provide information about state of the art within these sections. And when you look at the MDR, MDR is uh, comparably uh, MDR says that in within the clinical evaluation plan and of course clinical evaluation report and clinical investigation. Okay. So. Within these sections, you'll have to describe your uh, uh, state of the art. When you look at the IVDR, Monir, uh, yeah. as you know, we have discussed this before, IVDR also has an element called a scientific validity report. Yeah. So scientific validity is where we discuss all the scientific background of the device, intended purpose, and the, the medical condition, and the analyte. So an, a, a big state of the art the common state of the art, the main body, uh, as per our understanding, should be given under scientific validity report within the context of in vitro diagnostic regulation. Okay. So yeah, um, we have to in in, in yes, terms please. of that. So uh, as you said, so this is the place where we are having that. I think the objective of that is also that we, we put it in, in this place or the clinical evaluation report or clinical uh, or performance evaluation because we have to prove that our device is safe and performant and against also what is existing around, around it. So it's just to, as I said, to put a cursor exactly. of our device where it is in exactly. comparison to what it is. So I suppose, do we have also to make a comparison of our products benefits risk uh, ratio in comparison to other solutions that are existing on the market? Yes, Munir. So this is an important aspect. Uh, now, uh, coming to your uh, first and second question, let's combine both of them now. So um, uh, what do we have to discuss within the state of the art section? You know, what it should contain. First of all, uh, we, we have to provide a background information. 
Okay. Background information in terms of what is the scientific background? If you are measuring an analyte, let's say that uh, I am measuring, uh, I have a glucometer. I have okay. my device, my device is a glucometer. So I have to provide, first of all, scientific information, scientific background. So, I mean, what I'm measuring, I am measuring glucose. So I have to provide information about glucose. And then what else? Medical background. So I, and what is my disease that I am, I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to uh, diagnose or treat, whatever. What's my, whatever my purpose is. So it's diabetes, right? Yeah. So I have to provide information about diabetes. What is the current background? What is the epidemiology? What is the prevalence? So now you see, we start from scientific validity, biochemistry of glucose, let's say scientific background and its function. And then we move into the, the disease and the okay. condition. So what is the disease? What is the epidemiology? What is the current status of the disease? How many people are sick with that disease? You know, uh, what's the current uh, form of disease development? And what's the prevalence within the society? So on and so forth. So second step, providing medical uh, background information. And the third step is what are the current met methods and techniques that are utilized? So this is where you know, we discuss about the technique. What is my what my technique is based on? Is it an antibody test? Is it a, a, a genetic test? Is it a blood-based test? So, and what kind of technique and technology I am using within there? Uh, I'm using. Am I using like uh, uh, an amplification, a genetic uh, 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 test, or am I using an antibody test, or am I using a an automated system? So, and then. How does this compare to other methods and techniques that are, that are already there? Because we will provide only one technique, but obviously in the market, there are already different technologies. Yeah. It's already been applied. So, and then after giving this background information on techniques, technologies, and methods for my disease, for my analyte, now the next step is the comparison. Okay. Now, so how does my device perform in compared to other devices? Performance is an important parameter, Munir. Uh, now in 2008, actually, uh, this, there was one of the HIV tests okay. and the European Union uh, has rejected application because this HIV test was not state of the art based on the low performance category. Oh. Yeah, in, in compared to in compared to other HIV tests in 2008, on that day, this device was providing a low uh, uh, was in the low low tire, and in compared to other devices, uh, it lacks the performance uh, elements. So that's why this has been rejected by notified body. Actually, this is an actually it's an interesting uh, interesting point to consider. So. Performance is an important element. What describes performance of the device? What is important when what you are saying is that uh, do, doing this analysis also of state of the art and putting your device inside all this uh, information, uh, you have also to prove that your device is better or is in the higher level um, yeah. sector, if I can so say, of the state of the art instead of the one that is really uh, old uh, product that yeah. is maybe with more risk, with less benefit, etc., etc. So you are also exactly. trying to prove that your device is 
doing good yes. and present to others. Yeah, exactly. So here we can say that I mean we don't we don't need to prove that our device is the best. Okay. Or better than others. But we just need to provide that our device achieves what what majority of the devices are already uh, achieving. You know, and it is comparable. Yeah. You know, if they are providing a test result within 10 days, so then my device is also providing device uh, results in 10 days. If they have sensitivity of 90% on average, my device is already providing 90, 95%. So I don't need to prove that my device is better or the best, but I need to just uh, provide uh, background information and the, the justification that my device is also achieving these parameters, which are commonly and generally accepted and acknowledged within the uh, within the market you know so so how do i do all that then all this search that we talked about the disease the methodology the thing so should i go on google and say okay diabetes what is diabetes uh, let's let me tell, tell yeah. me more about that so what, what is the methodology yeah, exactly. that we can do for for making the search yeah I mean, uh, this is important part now so uh, we have provided a uh, scientific medical technical background we also just, uh, I, I don't want to miss that point. We okay. also had to provide guidelines because now we, we, we have uh, so many professional uh, uh, societies, you know, they provide like, uh, they provide uh, starting from WHO to uh, many uh, um, disease uh, related societies. Yeah. So they provide guidelines documents. And within those guideline documents, depending on the techniques, uh, of course, if the technique is well established, mostly you will find some guidelines. And within these guidelines, you already have some uh, performance, safety, and uh, uh, characteristic uh, elements. So we also use those guidelines. We say that, I mean, these guidelines are already there. According to so-and-so guidelines, these devices has to provide the following information. You know? So this is one thing. We go from guidelines. And then... Of course, literature search, the most important thing. So uh, is that, so where do we get this scientific, medical and technical information? Most of the times we, we perform a systematic literature search. So we have to use databases and we have to utilize those databases and we have to identify parameters and most of those parameters are already given. So we'll have to, we'll have to dive into those scientific parameters and we have to provide those information okay. for the for the scientists out there so i just would say when scientists prepare a review article so it provides all the information about the current status within the field so it is like preparing a review article and you provide all the information and at the end you conclude that whether your your device your device of interest is state of the art or not okay you know so that's how that's that's how you conclude so so i think this is important because we can also define that our device is not state of the art so what does it mean yeah. at the end exactly so here uh, that's that's interesting because here when you look at the uh, regulation in many places it says that it has to be like uh, mainly performance safety uh, you know, and, and the risk. So when you look at these three elements, it says that based on current acknowledged state of the art, okay. based off, you know, based off the state of the art. So 
as I said, state of the art is used in many places, but how this will be treated, uh, it's not clear, but from the example that I have just given you, there is, uh, um, uh, there is uh, um, um, a decision based on state of the art actually, uh, maybe I'll share this with you. So it, it is done in 2008 and the device was assumed not to be state of the art. So a device was rejected. The application of the manufacturer was rejected based on that. Yeah. So uh, that's why it's a bit delicate issue. Not very clear at the moment. We are still expecting guidelines and documents and also the the uh practical of course practical experience will also tell us how notified bodies are are treating the state of the art but i think it's a, it's an important element and needs to be addressed and in sections you will have in, especially in performance evaluation and clinical evaluation report you definitely need to provide state of the art and you have to mention whether your device is state of the art or not so just maybe one, one, one clarification. So in terms of state of the art, so uh, if my device is a completely new technology that was not existing at all, and that is completely disruptive technology, when you make the state of the art section, you will never find any of this type of devices inside. But maybe this device yeah. has less risk than any other, provides more performance than any other, etc. Can we say this device is state of the art because it's not existing on uh, the market? I mean, like here, when you look at the uh, regulation, I mean, regulation always says that if you want to say something or if you don't want to say something, you always have to justify. Okay. You cannot simply say that my device is state-of-the-art or my device is not state-of-the-art. So you will have to prove this. Okay. And as you mentioned, uh, new and disruptive technologies, novel technologies, although very rare, but there will be very less uh, uh, accumulated scientific and medical knowledge. So then you'll have to provide uh, already I mean, pe some performance. Uh, um, if you have performance uh, uh, studies, you definitely need to provide performance studies then. So um, because this, the, the, the field is not developed as to say. So you need to provide those information. Uh, you need to have consensus reports. You need to have expert uh, um, uh, reports uh, and you need to provide um, uh, consensus from the experts and also keep in mind this will depend on the class of the device so you may require uh, the amount of uh, scientific evidence might change but we definitely you can utilize some of the analytical and clinical performance data in your state of the art yeah. And, and one thing that is important, uh, as we mentioned, as we had this discussion today, is, is about the fact that nothing is black or white. There is a lot of gray in the middle. Uh, so even if you think it's not state of the art, if you have maybe a good justification to be accepted, if you think it's state of the art, but in reality it has, it is on the lower end, uh, if I can say of the state of the art, maybe it will not be accepted because the, the risks are more higher than other technologies and other things. So uh, as we said, there is nothing black or white. There is always gray. Exactly. So you have to... Um, provide some justification, provide some evidence, have a debate open with the regulators, have the documentation that are opening this debate and that are providing your point of view because you are also the one that knows better the device uh, instead of the other people yeah. uh, that are doing that. 
Exactly, Minor. This is uh, this is I think a very important aspect. So the uh, you really need to uh, have justification for every claim that you have, and uh, support it either scientifically from literature search or from performance studies that your device is state of the art. And just keep in mind, state of the art sometimes is a very dynamic. Yeah. You know. So uh, for instance, you have a hematology device that you just want to measure blood count. It is a very well-established technology, and it's been there for like 50, 60 years. Maybe there is very, very limited uh, development over the years with, with the state of the art. But just uh, imagine uh, the case of the COVID last year. I mean, if you were to prepare a state of the art for the COVID uh, uh, the diagnostic test kit, let's yeah. say. And last year, there were no mutations. Exactly. There were no variants. And you, but now you came here, your state of the art has changed. And you know, the uh, life cycle of the device, as you know, the performance evaluation, uh, clinical evaluations, according to the regulations now, has to be kept and updated throughout the life cycle of the device. So it means and that depending means, on the class, you'll have to update. Yeah. So it means that, yeah, uh, it's not something that you are creating once, it's something that you have to reevaluate. I don't know if it's every year, every two years, or it depends, yeah, it depends on your agenda, but you have to evaluate that frequently so that you can confirm that uh, your products are state-of-the-art. I think for the MDR, you can use also the post-marketing surveillance, uh, PMCF yeah, also exactly. to get those data to uh, confirm if you are still, uh, if, yeah, if there exactly. is some new technologies, new competitors, new products that are issued on the, on the market. Because yeah, it's not like you say, oh, today I'm state-of-the-art, everything is fine, but maybe in two or three or four years, there will be a big advance in this technology or in this field and then you are not any more state of the art you are really on the lower hand and you are you, exactly. you, you cannot justify anymore to be on the market yeah exactly Miller. now um so if let's say that if you are high risk high class group uh, in ivdr or mdr so you know that uh, the uh, you need to update your reports annually yeah but if even if uh, well, sometimes if a new state of the art has appeared, if, the, if there is a performance or safety or state of the art changes, then you don't need to wait annual uh, reporting. So you need to update your report as soon as those are known and, and understandable. So exactly. that's, that's, I think, the case. Uh, for low-class uh, devices, um, for, uh, like in IVDR, A and B, you have to maintain throughout the life cycle although the regulation does not imply exactly whether you have to yeah, update it every year or two in, once in two years. But still, if there is a, a change and update in, in the state of the art, that's a definitive uh, uh, derive into your update and your performance evaluation. And as we all know that clinical and performance evaluation is also updated with the new findings from post-market surveillance and vigilance data. Yeah. I think it's a it's a it's a good a good summary here. Um, in terms of state of the art, so um, is there a specific skill, or if I can say a specific diploma, that the person that is doing that should have, or anybody that is maybe trained um, with few hours of training on that can do it. Hey, Mini, uh, I mean our experience is that so uh, it it is quite a complex uh, issue because you really have to have a good understanding of uh, science, medicine field, medical field that you are applying your device and regulations and, you know, 
so and you should be able to read understand what is there on scientifically and you should be able to evaluate those so that you can write what is in those reports so yeah. when you thinking when you think of this complex background uh, i think a trained person would definitely re- would be required uh, at least i mean with masters or phd degrees in the within the field who can understand what is scientifically there and what is uh, in the medical field so that they can they can you know put together all this in a in a report uh, and just keep in mind that there is also a huge uh, uh, brain power goes there uh, people needs to need to read evaluate and justify uh, so many aspects so to, to 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 put together a coherent story let's put in this way so i would definitely say that um, it requires advanced degrees in the field in relevant fields because now medical field as you know is also quite complex yeah i mean like it, there is a field in cardiovascular and neuro, neurology so you have uh, so many yeah. different fields and so you definitely require advanced degree uh, and you also need a really good training Yeah, I, I, just, I, I can just confirm that from my side. I mean, I had to work with many customers in terms of uh, clinical evaluation, in terms of also creating the state of the art. Um, the issue is the fact that I'm not an expert in all the clinical fields. I know how to do that, but uh, give me uh, 10 publications to read about that. And uh, I will. it will take maybe 100 hours for me to do that and to try to imagine <laughs> exactly. when maybe somebody that is trying on this field, it will take 10 hours just to read and to understand, to compile and to then make a, its conclusion and whatever. So, so it's it's true that yeah. the, the issue we have as regulators or as people that are really specialized in quality and regulatory affairs is the fact that we don't have this clinical uh, aspect, this clinical knowledge of, of for some products. And then uh, even if we have, like I said, diplomas, even if we have some experience, uh, I'm a surgeon that is specialized in uh, neurosurgery, cannot do uh, her surgery maybe, or cannot do uh, orthopedy exactly. because you are specialized in a certain area. So it's better for you to just uh, stay on this on this area so yeah here yeah. Uh, let's say exactly. that uh, yeah. having somebody that is really well trained uh, is maybe not uh, the only thing it's also something that somebody has experience on the field that already exactly. has exp- um, uh, ability to read those literatures uh, to go through that, that, that those databases to search with those keywords etc if you exactly. have never done that before to be honest do it once it's- just once <laughs> and you will <laughs> and from there yeah, you will exactly. ask each time an expert to do that for you because I have done it my, myself and at the end I said, oh, it's, it's a nightmare to do this kind of thing so I prefer yeah, to have exactly, an expert to do that exactly and there is one more thing you know as you already mentioned sometimes it has many aspects yeah so maybe sometimes you you really require uh, uh, input from uh, a team rather than one single person although one single person will put together a, a report Yeah. And you, you may require, and because field is, is very specific, if it's very, uh, if you require very specialized skill set. Exactly. So then you might really require an opinion from an, an, an direct expert within the field, you know. So, but it's, still, uh, I think as you already mentioned, it really requires um, um hard and soft skills uh, and it's not only reading and understanding it's as, as you know it's also writing exactly yeah technical as you know, writing scientific scientific and technical writing now is also a part of it 
And so we need to find uh, people who really has good background, can read, write, understand, scientifically have sound backgrounds, but also can write well. So um, in, in, that, in that transition, if I can say so, how Requality can help then manufacturers? So um, you have the ability, I think, with your people to, to help um, within the different fields in the medical device, uh, in vitro diagnostic. Uh, uh, so to do the, exactly. I think we about that with performance evaluation, but to do all the exercises that we talked about today. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, as you know, as I have mentioned, state of the art is part of performance evaluation planning. It goes into scientific validity. And lately, at the end, it goes into your performance evaluation report or clinical evaluation report. So, and it requires literature searching. It requires, as we have discussed, all these details. So, we, as a requality, we uh, are working with uh, highly skilled uh, medical writers and we have medical writers having we, their PhDs in the field of biochemistry, immunology, oncology, neuroscience, cardiovascular diseases. And so we definitely can provide all these uh, skill sets. And so now we have been ex uh, working in the field uh, for quite some time in uh, IVDR and M MDR. Now... Uh, we are also building up this skill set and, you know, we are, we are developing as we, we work through with, with, with notified bodies. So, so we definitely can help. So, yeah, so don't hesitate. Uh, as you see, so uh, Hakan is really uh, knowledgeable on this field and he has the team to, to do that. So uh, don't hesitate to call Hakan uh, Inan so from Requality for, for that. Uh, don't, go, don't hesitate to go also on the show notes. Uh, you will have all the details about uh, your, the LinkedIn page or the, the, uh, the web page of, of uh, Requality. Uh, so I, I will also place on the show notes some, some links uh, for you for maybe a better understanding of uh, uh, what is SOTA and uh, what is state of the art and if you have any question don't hesitate you can reach out to us on linkedin uh, reach out to us also uh, through the, the the websites and ask any of the of the question that you have and yeah as i said if you need really if you have any projects where you need maybe a lot of support related to that uh, don't hesitate to go and call hakan inan for that okay hakan so it was really a pleasure to have you today uh, i hope you yeah i hope the people will be really getting some support by by listening to us and listening to what what we are talking about in terms of state of the art uh, and yeah, yeah and, uh, exactly. I hope yeah then at the end also that uh, people that are needing really help they can really contact uh, contact you and get, get support from you. Yeah, okay. exactly. I mean, always pleasure talking to you. Thanks for having me. Thank I you. I hope that we, we really could help people out there who are struggling with the current changes in the medical device and in vitro diagnostic device uh, updates. Yeah, don't 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 forget IVDR is coming soon also. So 20, 26th of May 2022 next year, uh, but uh, it will be quick. So uh, don't hesitate to uh, to get some support for uh, for all your clinical evaluation report or your performance evaluation or any document that you need where there is a need of uh, uh, some technical writer. Okay, so Hakan, thank you, and I wish you a nice day. Thank you, Munir. Thanks for listening. So if you like this episode, please provide a review on the platform where you are listening to it. And also don't forget to share it with your colleagues. Thank you very much.